1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
0: This episode is sponsored by Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns. So together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Friday with friends and boy, am I excited. I have my friends, my lit community, my lit family with me today. I'm so thrilled to have them here. We have a special holiday celebration with you guys so you can get to know them a little bit better. We have all had questions for each other but no one knows what we're gonna ask each other. So we get to know each other and you get to learn more about my family. Here we go. Starting off, I am gonna ask the first question. My friends, and by the way, we have Kat, Rana, Greg, Kim, and Kristen on board with me today. So I will start off and Kat will answer it first. What is your favorite holiday tradition?
2: I knew you were gonna ask this. Um, my favorite holiday tradition is probably setting up the tree because then that night it includes hot chocolate and watching a Christmas movie. And it's always very cozy and nice.
3: Oh, I love that. Guess I'm next. As far as traditions go, last couple of years, we've actually been opening up like one gift on Christmas Eve. Um, this year, it's going to be particularly exciting because I have my 18-month-old niece and she's finally starting to come to her own And I can only imagine how she's going to react. She's already starting to fall in love with the Christmas season. She loves the trees, the gifts, everything shiny and shimmering. And she's apparently a big fan of the Grinch.
4: Um, My favorite tradition, um, my grandmother who passed away a few years ago, her birthday was actually on Christmas Eve. So growing up, we always had her sleepover and we would have a big dinner and we would go to church together. And the tradition has continued now that we are four generations of our family that um, you know we still have that dinner and we still have a cake in her honor um, so that tradition has been a really special one that Christmas
5: Eve is just as much a holiday in our family as is Christmas Day. That's funny you should say that because my oldest is a Christmas baby so Betsy was born on Christmas morning so my favorite thing is that's the one uh, holiday that we always go to my parents we have ever since we got married. And so Betsy is the only one of my children that gets to spend every single birthday with the entire family. So we do morning is Christmas presents. And then the evening is always a cake. And you know, we try to make it special. She gets separate presents. It's the big celebration. Everyone comes over and um, I don't know, it just makes Christmas always special because we're all together as a family for her birthday. So she doesn't feel shafted. Like, you know, when We've never lived around family. So she's always got that little special like, well, you know, I get to see Nana and Papa and the cousins during Christmas.
1: That's so much fun. You know, Kristen, I don't know if we've talked about this, but my dad's birthday is on Christmas Day. and, And when I was growing up, my mom's father's birthday was the 26th. And so we always like birthday celebrations, like, Book ended with Christmas. Christmas was in the morning, and then birthday was in the evening, and then we always got together the next day, too, to celebrate my grandfather's birthday so that it was, um, and now my niece was born on Christmas Day as well. So it is, um, it's it's a lot of fun to be able to incorporate those birthday celebrations in. The tradition that I am going to share is a, a newer one. Um, when my husband's parents relocated to North Carolina at the very first Christmas, Jim and I were alone in New Jersey, I was like, what am what, what are we going to do? <laughs> we have nothing. Our, everything has always revolved around the family being together. And, um, and so we developed traditions together. And one of the things we do now is we always hand make raviolis. So it is a labor intensive process. We make the pasta from scratch. If anybody wants to know how to make vegan pasta, I have the best recipe. Um, so we make pasta from scratch over the years. We started with like hand rolling it out with the rolling pin, such a disaster. Um, but now we have like the pasta maker and I make different types of fillings and I make a ton and then we freeze them in batches and we have them for the rest of the, you know, to like have out throughout the year as well. But it's always a very labor intensive meal together. He and I start that mid afternoon where we start the pasta, we let it rest. And it's nice because now in the years since all of that has happened, that's become our family dinner for Christmas is that it's a special one. And my niece now loves to get up next to me and we'll help bring the pasta through the pasta machine. And it's fun that as an adult um, to start a tradition from scratch, to do something that wasn't just inherited, but to be able to be like, no, this is something that's special to me and this quality time together. So quality time is my love language. So that time in the kitchen is, is priceless to me. So that's my favorite holiday tradition these days.
0: Well, I love all those answers, and I'm not at all surprised that it always is wrapped around some food um, and love and celebration. I think it's so interesting that so many people in our group here are have or know somebody, have a baby, have have a child. And I was going to say, and our dear cat is actually born on Christmas Eve. So, Cat, let's ask you to ask us the next question.
2: Okay, wait,
0: but Laura, did you answer what your favorite tradition is? Oh, I'm supposed to... Oh, wow. Okay, so, well, I'm similar to Rana in that I, um, we always went to my parents. Like, that was a holiday that we always spent with my parents. Growing up, Christmas was a big deal. We went to church on Christmas Eve. I think I cried every single service when we light the candles. Then my brothers and I would come home, and when we were little, we had a tradition we would bring our candles that we all lit at church and we would go outside and kind of huddle in the bushes and light them again and sing songs. It was just so special and cozy and, you know, simple. And when we, now that we're older, we have our own kids, we would all go to my parents' house. And that was a lot because there were 16 of us total. And, you know, my parents were just the two of them living alone. And all of a sudden everybody's coming in. And so about Five, four years ago, I think my mom's like, uh, I'm tapped out. Like, let's let's like split up a little bit. And that broke my heart, but I understood it as well. And so we would try and get together with one or two of the other family members. But we have started to try and like bring our own thing here. It's not as fulfilling, I'll be honest, you know, because there's nothing like a huge family gathering. And that was kind of like what you were saying, Kristen. We were always, always together. And that could be like, well, if I haven't seen anybody in a while, I know I'm going to see them over Christmas. So we're, we're trying to create that as well within our own um, small family compartments, but it's not as fulfilling, but you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with it. And it's, it's just, we also celebrate Hanukkah here. So it's like December's a full month. So by the time we do Hanukkah and Christmas, I feel like everybody's celebrated a lot. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Now, Kat, our our beautiful christmas eve
2: baby thank you all right mine's uh a quick question here do you prefer to listen to christmas music before thanksgiving or after thanksgiving
3: i'm gonna have to say after i like to keep each holiday separate from each other and like when it's thanksgiving you celebrate thanksgiving stuff but the minute you know traditionally the minute the macy's thanksgiving day parade comes and goes you see santa you bust out the Christmas decorations. You bust out the Christmas gear, the holiday songs. And from that point forward, you just get in the Christmas mood. Or at least that's that's how I feel.
4: Well, I celebrate Halloween up until Thanksgiving. So for me, that's going to be a hard pass. Um, Christmas music is a-okay after Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. That's when the Hallmark movie viewing starts in, in my house. But up until Thanksgiving, I'm still holding on to my favorite
0: holiday, which is Halloween. Yes. And for everybody out there, Kim is our amazing lit PR extraordinaire person, and she loves Halloween. And so it was just very natural that we we found each other because I'm a Halloween baby. It's her favorite holiday. And I just adore that about you. So thank you for not giving it up until Thanksgiving.
4: Never. And I start in, so I start on Labor Day for that 11th. Okay. <laughs>
5: I am also 1000% on the post Thanksgiving holiday music. I even I get irritated if I hear it in the stores. It's like, no, because I love Thanksgiving. I love the, the Thanksgiving again. It's family, it's food, it's celebration without stress, I feel. Um, so it's football, it's all those things. So I want to I give Thanksgiving its full 100% attention. And then it's like, yeah, the Macy's Day Parade, Greg, you see Santa, you're ready for it. So Absolutely.
3: Kim's all about (laughs) Krampus.
5: Well, I would say
0: I definitely do not want to hear Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I love the set, like especially my birthday, Halloween, and then it's like Thanksgiving. I feel like it helps us through the winter here to have these like segmented, you know, holidays. And honestly, I don't even really get into the Christmas vibe wanting to hear music until like maybe the second week of December. I kind of feel like it's been pushed closer and closer to Thanksgiving and even before from a, mar- you know, like a you know, commercial standpoint. Um, and that I think I I'm a little cynical about. I'm like, I don't want to start buying Christmas stuff or thinking about that yet. I want it to be a little bit more spontaneous. So I like it actually a little bit even later. Um, and I don't want to just say that's because I'm typically delayed in getting a tree and all that. Uh, maybe also it's because I've been now married to a Jew for 20 um, well, almost 20 years, been together 22 years. So we always have, almost always Hanukkah is before Christmas. Occasionally it has been, it um, kind of sandwiches Christmas and it's on either side of it. But I I don't rush that because, you know, of, we do our Hanukkah stuff. So I, I don't like it to be too early, honestly.
1: Um, as a music teacher and choir director, I am typically inundated with Christmas music long before the season. So I'm going to say that as a teacher, I'm used to Christmas music beforehand and it's very, very normal for me. I don't shy away from it. It is not something we typically put on in the house until Thanksgiving is over. We definitely don't put up our tree or anything until Thanksgiving's over. This year with the pandemic though, I think it was middle of October and Jim was like, I found a great Christmas playlist. And I was like, you know what? It's COVID. It's fine. So, um, Christmas music has been rocking here since early. Um, mostly just like in bits and spurts because it really does lift my spirits. And I think it reminds me of being at school with my kids, which I wish I was. And I wish I was preparing for a concert right now, but since I'm not that music definitely like lifts my heart. And honestly, for me, I'll take a good Christmas song, Little Andy Williams. Anytime I'm feeling a little blue, uh, Andy Williams is always like a harp south for me. So it could be the middle of July. And if I'm like, oh, sometimes Jim will just put on a little Andy Williams and I'm like, okay, and then everything's better. But mostly we save it until after Thanksgiving for here in the house.
0: Well, thank y'all for that. And speaking of music, make sure you stay tuned for the entire podcast because we might have a surprise for you. Now, Kat just asked us the question, and I want to first mention that Kat is an Air Force captain. She is also the captain of the lit ship. So I want to tell everybody about you guys, Um, make sure that because I know who you are, but if you don't know, Catherine is running the show here, COO, and she truly is an Air Force captain. So I salute you or whatever the term would be. Okay, next up, we have many of you know. Wait,
3: wait, wait. Kat has to answer her own question.
2: Oh, yeah, Kat, you've got to answer. Oh, sorry. Go. I'm with all of you. I I have to wait until after Thanksgiving. If I hear it before, I get annoyed. So I'm glad we're all in the same boat. (laughs) Amen. Okay, now, moving
0: on to the next person. Many of you have seen him behind the scenes. Greg is a cameraman, and he's much more production, media, and he's fun to be around. We are in the booth together right now. So Greg, what kind of question would you like to ask all the ladies? He's also the only male
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> uh, question I have for each of you is what is your most embarrassing holiday memory? Oh, three ball for a loop there. Huh?
2: I know that's hard. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I get embarrassed that easy. <laughs> yeah. <me either. laughs>
3: well pick one.
2: Well, I've, Mine, I guess, is a holiday memory
4: just because I equate the holiday season to Nutcracker, which was in my past life. Um, It was every year of my life for the entire season, dancing in the Nutcracker. And um, I remember when I was younger, I had always wanted to be the lead dancer in the marzipan scene. They got to wear these really beautiful tutus and different color point shoes. And I just always loved that particular scene. And I finally was cast as the lead Marzipan. And we had just started the dance and my partner like stood there like deer in headlights. And then the music turned off. And then we were trying to get together, but there was no music and we were so out of sync. And when the music came back on, it was such a mess. And so all those years of like not being able to wait to get this part. And I finally get it. And it was such a disaster. So I guess that's probably my most embarrassing holiday moment. And I, I'm still in touch with that. You know, this was, this was probably 10 years ago, but I'm still in touch with him. And we still laugh about it because it was literally like a dancer's worst nightmare. (laughs) So
0: that has to be my most embarrassing for sure. That might be the answer for all of us since we don't, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything embarrassing that they can think of?
5: I have something. Oh. This is, uh, I don't know if it's embarrassing. It's kind of funny. And uh, so I am a huge daddy's girl and I don't want to disappoint him at all. And so, as you know, a lot of the times I'm spending at home is holidays. And I'm pretty sure it was Christmas, the year that Tim outed me to my father. We were all sitting around in having conversations about I don't even know what. And Tim hypes up with, Oh, yeah. Like that time Kristen rode on the back of a motorcycle with her boyfriend to Cedar Point. And my dad goes, what? And I look at Tim like, what? Because I was like, between freshman and sophomore year of high school, I had this boyfriend who he drove a motorcycle. He wore the black leather vest. My dad wouldn't talk to him. Uh, My mom would tolerate him. He looked just like James Dean. He was very handsome. But we went to uh, Cedar Point, which is like an amusement park. And I drove my mom's Volvo that I was going to drive. I drove to his house. We hopped in the back of a motorcycle. Three-hour trip there, three-hour trip back. Never told my dad. I was My father was going to go to his grave and never know this story. But I told Tim because it's freaking hilarious, right? And Tim pipes up. The whole family's there. My father, if you could have seen his reaction, was like, what? And just, I was so mad at Tim. My Tim was like, what? You're like 44. Like, you know, you've got kids now. And I'm like, I don't care. So that was funny now, uh, a little embarrassing, and um, but definitely a classic.
0: Anybody else? I can't think of an, one embarrassing thing. You've got to have at least one. I, I really am. I'm really stretching back there, Greg, for you. I just don't have anything embarrassing around the holidays. I... Uh, I really don't, unless I've blocked it out. Anyone else? No one regifted something that to
4: the same person that gave it to you? Like nothing like that?
0: <laughs> Might have blocked it out. I don't remember. Rana's got something. Okay, Rana.
1: My It's small though. So, I mean, I don't know. But uh, my I went to school for music education, voice primary. You have to do a recital. Um, at the, either the end of, I was student, I had to student teach. So you do your recital before you student teach. So my, I just, I scheduled my recital for late December at the end of my winter semester of my senior year, specifically in my entire, like, I was like, no one can come out for graduate. Graduation was very limited. So it was like, I would rather people come out for my recital than fly out here for graduation. So family cup. My entire family, which is not that large, but about seven or eight people flew out from California. I had the entire thing planned in, um, Williamson hall where the tree is lit the garland, like it is winter wonderland in Williamson hall at Westminster. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, Oh, and I just had like this little flashback memory. Oh, that was very sweet. But I love Williams and Holly. Gave me that small little piece of home. Um, and so I planned a Christmas recital. I had like the couple of classical pieces that I had to do as part of my um, degree requirements. But then I just planned like Christmas tunes for the rest of my. Um, and the last one was "I'll Be Home for Christmas" to sing to my dad, and um, you know the the outfit that goes along with it, everything. And I came down with the worst case of bronchitis I had had in years and lost my voice, like truly laryngitis to the max, hacking up a lung week, like within the days before my recital. My mom just said to me the other day, I still show people that DVD," And I'm like, Mom, I do not even think I sang. Like, literally, I think I croaked my way through the entire recital. And I felt like so, it was embarrassing. It's not really Christmas related, except for the fact that it was Christmas time. But I still just was like, it was such a womb womp, womb Because I was so jazzed. I, like, purposely planned it for this moment, the space, everything. And then it was like, and I have no voice. And it was terrible so sounds like you yeah i made raviolis for the family and apparently i used the wrong flour and they turned out gummy and terrible and so my ravioli making one year was a complete and utter disaster i ended up sopping into the pot of boiling water because it was so terrible <clears> so <throat> that's my other like actually kind of funny christmas story but the recital ones a whole
3: lot i like the recital one personally. i do too it's good. like
1: you
0: and kim both have these performing things that went um, awry. So, well, speaking of performing, Rana is uh, one of our senior lit teachers. She is also a genius music teacher. Why don't you offer up our next...
3: Wait, Cat didn't, edu- didn't answer the oh, question. Oh,
0: Cat! What? She's <laughs> Louise. Thank you. No, I need a no, double no. MC. Huh? I, I just ask if anybody that. had anything, but yeah.
2: Do you, Do you want me to answer? Yeah, answer yeah I don't think I have one. I think I just am an embarrassing human and I just operate <laughs> in that awkward level anyway, that nothing really gets to me. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Greg obviously has one. So let's go,
2: Greg. Tell us.
3: Uh, I know my most embarrassing moment. It was, uh, <laughs> we were going to my aunt's house for Christmas evening for lunch, dinner, and, you know, celebrate and, or they were coming here, excuse me. So it was at my parents' house. and I remember my mom tasked me. She was like, Okay. And I was young. I might've been like seven, eight, nine years old. My mom goes, okay, Greg, sweetie, you have one job today, so don't mess this up. You have to go to the basement and go to the fridge and get the two pies that I baked, apple pie and cherry pie. And you're going to bring them up and we're going to put them in the dining room and you know we'll set it out on the table for everyone to enjoy. I said, okay, mom, no problem,
0: mom. I don't like where this is going. I already have a feeling. I (laughs) Well,
3: I got it. I successfully... Got both pies in on the one hand, closed the refrigerator door with my foot there, turned around, started going up the stairs very slowly, tripped pie face down into it, (gasps) slid back down the stairs. I had to come back up and be like, "Uh, mom, little problem. She goes, yeah. Oh, what in God's name? (laughs) And I completely ruined Christmas dinner. She
0: didn't care if your arm was broken. No, yeah, didn't care at all. I completely
3: ruined Christmas dinner as far as the pies are concerned.
0: But it's made a good story ever since. It, it did,
3: yeah. And now all my uh, my cousins say, hey, remember the time that Greg <laughs> totally ruined Christmas dinner for all of us? Uh, yeah, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it.
0: You're like, well, at least I got a little pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good one, Greg. That's really, that redeems all of our less, well, you yeah. guys are good.
3: KB's man. boy toy story was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah,
0: that's good. I like <laughs> that. I like that. When the secrets come out in front of the whole family. Oh, boy. Well, okay, so um, back to Rana. Rana is also our head of education. So, let's go. Tell us. Let us tell us your question.
1: Oh, you know, it's okay. I just have a quick one, and I Christmas in the tropics, yay or nay? Oh, that's Jim is very no. I don't give a shit. So, yeah. um, but I, that's, that was one of the ones I was thinking of is like, cause people tend to have opinions about this. So go.
2: I feel like I used to have opinions about this, but now I don't care because I grew up in New England. And so I was like, Oh, you have to have the snow and everything has to be just so. But now I live in California and I, uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate being able to walk around in the sun in December. So <laughs> I'll be yay for this year.
3: Christmas is all about being at home. And home is where the heart is. My heart was in West Palm Beach, Florida, when I visited my sister when she lived down there. We used to wrap up palm trees on Christmas morning and then sit under the palm tree at night or on the beach with a coconut full of rum. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm both for and against it, but I'm mostly for.
4: I am very against it. Um I also really hate the summer and the heat. So that to me would not be fun. Uh I, I actually really like the cold, crisp air of December. It feels very magical. I feel like Christmas lights on a palm tree is not as enchanting as like a snow-covered sparkling tree. And yeah, I, I like getting bundled up and, and going out and having hot chocolate. And it definitely... It, it's, not, it's a winter holiday and the tropics do not equate to winter for me.
5: I'm going to go with Kim on this one. I just would I go? Yes, um, but would I would it feel like Christmas? No, I'm right there with you. I like the snow. I like the bundling up, the hot cocoa, the yeah, the whole vibe feels wintry. So I'm a I'm a, I'm a snow girl.
3: I would like to formally send an invitation to the both of you to West Palm Beach for a Christmas. I'll have you change your mind.
0: <sighs> well, I'm going to say I'm a little bit of mix because I have um, I've. Very rarely, I think one time, well, I've never actually done Chris, Christmas day in the tropics, but I've, there's been a lead up where I've been in warm weather, whether it's been, you know, down on an, one of the islands or in Florida. And it was always lovely. And then it was great to be home for Christmas where it was colder. So I would say what I would do is in my best, best year, not this year, um, I would do Christmas at home, have it be cold. And then go somewhere warm. Yeah.
1: I I personally, growing up in Northern California, and it, it was never cold, cold. I mean, like cold where I grew up was... Like it was mostly in the seventies during the day, you know? So I didn't grow up with like really crisp Christmases. And for me, Christmas is wherever the family is. So for me, if the family's in Florida, then we go to Florida. We went for my dad's 60th birthday and I had to really work on gym to do this. We went on a, my dad's a Christmas baby. We went on a cruise out of Florida and we were in Puerto Rico on Christmas day. And I thought it was the most brilliant thing in the world and jim was like it's not christmas um but i so for me like i kind of am mixed like you go either way i definitely appreciate the christmas and the more quintessential christmases the at least what hallmark says it should look like right that happened here in the northeast but i most certainly love some some warm climates any day so I, I would do Christmas at home and then maybe take off the day after and like do up through New Year's someplace warm and tropical, maybe just to make the husband happy.
0: I love that. I think that's a great combo. Well, thank you, Rana. Next, Kim is up. Kim again is PR extraordinaire. Brilliant. She's also a ballerina.
4: So this wasn't my question, but now that we're talking so much about it, now it is my new question what is your favorite christmas song since we we've talked a lot about music do we have a favorite
2: that is hard um i think my favorite is sleigh ride because i uh grew up in the band world in high school i played flute uh in the band and we would Did always you? yeah it's, it's so fun and we would play sleigh ride and it was just like the most fun song to play in in concert band so I think that always has a special place. But I also really love um, "Hallelujah" and "O oh Come, O oh Come, Emmanuel." So I gave you three when you asked for one, but there it is. Love
3: it. I'm not going to be an overachiever like Captain Ferraro, but I will give you two. I, I one of my personal favorites is "Jingle Bell Rock." I do love that song. And I think the second favorite that I love is the one by Trans Siberian Orchestra. I think it's "Carol of the Bells." That's just there's something about that one. it's just I, it's very not like your traditional Christmas songs. It's like the whole rock orchestra kind of thing, but it's got a special place in my heart.
0: Well, I love that. Oh, I'm not, it's not my
5: turn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Laura, I'm going to piggyback off of your memory. Um, I love going to church on Christmas Eve and Silent Night. You always hold the candle. So Silent Night, I mean, just chill inducing the candles. That is my absolute favorite My close, close second, again, leads to my father. We would always sing together lying on my bed um, and it would be, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. And my dad has a beautiful baritone, like deep voice. And um, so singing, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful with my dad and then uh, Silent Night with the candles.
3: You guys should record a Christmas duet this year and send it to all of us.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So I
0: love all the songs you guys are talking about. It's interesting because I love like, pop type Christmas stuff just to listen to. But if you had to like say, which one is your favorite? Oh, holy night is my absolute favorite. Like I, that's when I pretend like I have a really good voice <laughs> and I just sing it loud. And I, I just, Oh, uh, it just resonates. Cause again, from those church going days and, and, and just, Oh, just beautiful. Just this whole idea of, um, this experience of whether or not you believe in Jesus, just this feeling of there is something holy. Well,
1: I, I could I could echo every single one of what you said uh, as a person who grew up going to church in the candlelight service on Christmas Eve with my grandparents, the little candles and Silent Night, um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, O Come, All Ye Faithful. Um, my favorite is actually singing O Come, All Ye Faithful in Latin, which I did when I was in college, which was a lot of fun. And um, the carols, like the traditional church carols are by far just like, the sweetest. I do have a very, I love singing Carol of the Bells, like the the melody of it. And rhythmically, it's like, it's just, it's so much fun. Um, But the one that hasn't been mentioned yet, that I also really love is joy to the world. um, Because I feel like the world could always just use more joy and whether it's the birth of Christ that you're celebrating or whether it's just humanity and goodness and us all and the spirit of giving. I think that joy to the world um, is so uplifting. And then, so it is one of my favorite Christmas carols, but honestly, all of them, (laughs) I can't pick a favorite of a music teacher. I love I don't like, Oh, tell us. I'd love to know. (laughs) Oh, um, (laughs) the, um, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Not a huge fan of that one. (laughs) Some of the, some of the poppy ones, like Dominic the donkey.
3: Oh, I hate that song. (laughs)
1: There's some very silly ones that come on the pop, like Christmas channel. And it's like, okay, enough of that. And it's a little bit silly. So, but (laughs) the Christmas classics are dear to my heart.
0: These are wonderful answers and wonderful questions. We have one more from dear KB, Kristen Williams, physical therapist, senior led teacher and amazing extraordinary. I think I got everybody right. Yeah baby is last.
5: I wanted to hear Kim. Kim, do you have a favorite? Oh gosh. I'm always
0: forgetting the person who asked. Well, I'm going to hate my
4: favorite, but my fa- <laughs> my favorite, favorite, favorite is like the summary of my childhood disappointment every morning on Christmas <laughs> this morning, because literally, and I still at 37, when someone asks me what I want for Christmas, I still say this. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Because I really want so badly to have a little pygmy hippo and I'm literally every year since I can imagine someone's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like a hippo. And still to this day, Santa has failed me on that request.
0: (laughs) You're just going to need to get a stuffed animal version because you know hippos are the most dangerous African animal.
4: I know. Well, I I got to pet one and feed one. I know, but they're my favorite animals. So
3: in the Secret Santa Exchange, I'm proud to announce that I got you hungry, hungry hippos. So
5: <laughs> 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 okay, now we'll go back to KV. Mine is an easy one. To me, this says a lot about a person. This question. It's kind of yes or no, but not really. Snooper or not growing up, did you snoop and try to find out what your presents were? Or were you a waiter and Want the surprise. Snooper. I was like, what's a
3: snooper?
2: I didn't know what you meant at first. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: know. I was like, what is a snooper? Okay. okay.
2: Uh, I am a rule follower. So i always waited. But I do have a funny story. My brothers, apparently, before I was born, uh, used to... My house was is very unfinished growing up. And they would sneak down from the third floor in between the second and third floor all the way down. And apparently, they would grab a present for all of the other siblings and bring it up so they could open it in secret. Well, one year they fell through the ceiling (laughs) into the floor. And apparently uh, my dad came in because he heard it and he looked at them and saw the boys and the rubble and he didn't do anything. He just laughed and walked away. And that was it. So they got their just desserts and I never snooped.
3: (laughs) I am very different than Kat. I was a rule breaker. I was a snooper, as KB says, peeping Tom, whatever. I found out where the gifts were hidden. It was in my mom's closet in her bedroom. So then I would just not only peep, but I would crawl in there and start opening them up and taking a look. And one year, I even rewrap them just to cover the evidence.
0: Wow. Hardcore, Greg. (laughs) My gosh.
3: Sorry, Mom, if you're listening.
4: Um, I also was a snooper, and I actually remember the day that I learned that Santa was, in fact, my mom, because not only was I finding presents, but I also found a little book that she had written, like all the presents that she bought us. And then like seeing that on Christmas, it was like the exact same things. And I put two and two together. So I, that's actually how I learned the hard way that Santa is not real.
3: And Halloween has been your favorite holiday ever since.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, I'm kind of probably a little bit of both. I remember vividly, I was playing the piano. I played the piano every day for like eight years, serious. And I was practicing And my older brother. I was in second grade and he was in fifth grade. And he's like, come here. I want to show you something. And I was like, oh, what, what is this? He's like, come on. And we went and he went in, my, in mom's closet and all this stuff was in the bottom. But she didn't wrap it. It was just like sitting out there. And he's like, that's a, mom and dad are Santa. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? I didn't believe it. And when Christmas Day came and I saw the exact same things I had seen in there, I remember my heart was a little broken. So fuck it. From that point on, I was going (laughs) to look beforehand and make sure that I was getting what I wanted. (laughs) No, but I was so bitter that he told me. I was like, It's such a sad day when you realize. It's such a sad day. And I remember I am going to make sure my kids, for as long as they can, we are going to be like top-notch secret. I'm not going to hide it in my closet. Mom, I mean, she yeah, was exhausted, was to, you know, shopping for four kids. But so anyway, I didn't. After that, all bets were off in my mind. I'm like, I can look because you know she's not even wrapping it; she's just putting it in there. So anyway, I, you know, I did a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't like a super like a, because by then, you know, things were probably winding down a little bit in terms of the real exciting gifts, but. Anyway,
3: eventually my parents gave up and they just wrapped stuff in trash bags and newspaper.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lorana?
1: I am a rule follower for the most part. Jim will say I'm a rule bender. So I was never much of a snooper. I remember snooping once and feeling so guilty about it. I ended up telling my mom that I snooped. And apologizing. And she was like, do you just want the gift now? And I was like, no, that's okay. You can still put it under the tree. <laughs> so i um, definitely a more of a follower. I never was never a snooper.
0: I'm a non-snooper. I was going to say, this is really revealing a lot in our team here i'm a yes go ahead you're a rule follower kb go ahead
5: yeah no i didn't i and i'm that's what's i'm definitely a rule breaker by nature but when it came to um christmas i i yeah i don't i i love surprises so i i wanted to be surprised yeah
0: well rule breakers or rule followers what are you guys i think uh yeah it can i think it's all a matter of um I think it might be interesting firstborn, secondborn, but it seems like Kat is the sixthborn and she still was a rule follower. So that that logic goes out the window. Did everybody answer oh, all the questions?
2: other five make the mistakes.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. She didn't want
3: to go through the ceiling. No,
0: that's true. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, did we have everybody answered questions? I hope this really showed everyone out there that's listening a little bit more about our wonderful lit team here who I love dearly. And we know the holidays can be a, a hard time. So we're also sending out lots of love for those of you who are suffering or have lost someone. Would you guys like to give a little sound off, go around the room?
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess just wrapping up a really hard year. I just want to send love out to the whole like, community um, and wishes for a uh, a happier and a healthier healthier 2021 and that even though this year looks a bit different, that we can still uh, cherish the good moments that happen and and lean on each other as much as needed.
3: Similarly to what Kat says, I kind of echo her statement. It's been a rough year for a lot of people across the globe, but the optimist in me says we can only go up from here, right? So happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everyone celebrating, Happy Hanukkah, and here's to a happy and healthier 2021.
4: I actually think that the silver lining of 2020 has been that we, I I think a lot of people have started to find more value or reconnect with the value that they have in the people around them and the people that really matter to them. And so I think that this holiday season will actually be a much warmer, loving holiday season Mm -hmm. because of that. So, um, you know, I, I wish everyone to find that kind of spark that was lit in them during twenty twenty, you know, when we were kind of distance and, and all leaning on each other for support and guidance, um, so hope that you can, you know, hug your loved ones a little tighter this season, whether it's in person or from a distance. Um, but to just be be grateful and be thankful for for everything that we have grown from this year, and carry that strength and resilience that we found into the new year. I agree, Kim.
5: That um. That is so true. We have, I feel very blessed in a strange way by 2020 in that I have been able to stay so close to my Lit and New Jersey family. I've moved closer to my own family. So it's been a strangely positive year for me that I have maintained deep relationships over the airways. That we can do this is phenomenal. I was talking to Kat last week. Like, Kat really and I only. I probably could count on one hand the number of times I saw Kat in person. And she's, I consider her one of my closer friends now because of this situation. You know, love you guys, love all you got. Kim, I've met you like once in person and you're like my homie. (laughs) So, um, you know, I, this, the silver lining, you're absolutely right. We've deepened relationships. We hold closer to ones that we haven't been able to be with, hug, family. It makes you cherish them more. So to everyone have a happy, healthy rest of your year, stay strong. We got this and I love you all.
1: I can't say anything that hasn't already been said. I am so wholly grateful for, um, this team, this family, um, my, my yoga honey (laughs) KB. Um, and I agree. I just like, Oh gosh, I was devastated when I found out that you were moving. And, and I remember those days, like sitting on the patio, just like, no, you can't go. And, um, and the ability to, to stay connected and it truly has just like the weeding away process almost this coming to be a little bit more minimal in terms of i i don't really need that much i just need my core group of people that keep like that fortify my heart um, and my spirit and um most of those people are right here on the screen. Um, there's a few more, <laughs> but I am so very, very grateful for all of you and for our extended lit um, community, um, both Lit Daily and in our teacher trainings. I know Laura and I and Kristen said it throughout both of our online cohorts this year. Like I, if it wasn't for those live calls, I <laughs> March, March through July and August would have just been really challenging more challenging than they already were and to feel the sense of community was a blessing. So thank you all so much. And I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So,
0: Thank you all. You know how much I love you all, our team here, our family, and we love you guys so much. We have actually come up with something really special to share with you, even if it's a little uncomfortable for some of us. So here we go. It's beginning to look a lot. Like litmus,
1: litmus everywhere you go. Take a look at the Instagram, refreshing once again, with hands and hops and challenges afloat.
3: It's beginning to look a lot like litmus, mats on every floor.
2: But the loveliest thing you'll hear is the voice in your ear saying, more core. A pair of in blocks and a bonder that locks is the hope of Ossie and Scott. Staps that will hold and some hips that will fold is the hope of Ann and T Bob.
1: And the whole team can hardly wait for training to start again.
2: It's beginning to look a lot like litmus. Litmus. Everywhere you go.
1: There's a class on the Lit Daily, one on Zoom as well. The peppy kind that doesn't go too slow.
3: It's beginning to look a lot like Lit Miss. Lit Miss.
2: Soon will start. But the
5: loveliest thing you'll hear is the voice in your ear saying, More cards.
2: No more